All right, hey everybody, how are you doing today? My name is Sean Christopher Jenkins, uh, aka Dr. J. And here we have Justin Lee Howell, aka Einstein. All right, and we're here on my YouTube channel, uh, Upload Fast Crossroads. Uh, make sure to subscribe, like, comment. All right, so uh, I'm gonna share my screen because I want you guys to know why we're doing this video. All right, so we're doing this video because the other last week, me and Justin did a Sunday school lesson that really blessed our hearts. It was in Isaiah 49. Uh, so here goes my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. Make sure to subscribe, comment, like, share, everything. All right, so here goes the two videos I'm talking about. So the text we were coming from was Isaiah 49, 1 through 13. So with Isaiah chapter 49, verses 1 through 13, those verses just had a lot of gems you know, in them. And we have certain verses. Sometimes when you study the Bible, certain verses just hit you. Certain verses just mm -hmm. touch you and more than touch you more than other verses. And then you can elaborate on, bless other people on, and you have more, you receive more revelation from the other verses. Just, and it could be at different time periods of your life, but Certain verses hit us with Isaiah 49, uh, verses 1 through 13. So y'all make sure to watch this playlist as well to listen to all the sermons, Sunday school lessons, Bible studies that we're doing on this passage. We just added to it uh, today. And this will be, uh, this video that we're doing right now will be added to it as well. But anyways, so right now for this video, we're going to focus on verses 11 and 12. So when I did this for my Sunday school class uh, at my dad's church, uh, I didn't really do that for those verses justice like I really wanted to because I had so much to say on it. And what was funny, Justin, my notes on Yahoo didn't transfer over. It didn't save. So when I got to the church, like it it was an old draft of my notes. So like I it, it had nothing for eleven to twelve, man. I was so mad. So yeah, it was awful. But now we get to do a video <laughs> on what I really wanted to say on mm -hmm. verses eleven and twelve. So yeah, I think I would say let's read everything, but no, nah, I'm gonna just read 11 and 12, man, and let's just stay here. Unless okay. you recommend us read something else, but they can watch the other videos to get everything else for Isaiah 49. And yeah. we'll talk about Isaiah 49 throughout the video anyway. So yeah, all right. So we're we're in Isaiah 49, and we're gonna read verses 11 and 12. So, and I will make all my mountains away. And my highway shall be exalted. Behold, these shall come from far, and lo, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinem. So, first of all, Justin, this relates to what we just talked about in Isaiah 49, uh, verses 18 through 23. How God's gonna make a way <coughs> for the Israelites to return home after captivity from the Babylonians, right? Yeah. God's gonna provide a way for them to come back to their land that's desolate, that was wiped out, that's, uh, you know, was burned, and that's nothing's there anymore, right? So you guys going to be able to come back to that land. It's going to be populated. That's what we talked about in our previous video uh, with the Sunday School Lesson, God's Restored People Shall Prosper, which is this week's lesson on June 19th. But anyways, we're focusing on verse 11, so I'm going to go back to that verse. And I will make my mountains away. And my highways, my highways shall be exalted. So obviously, in the ancient world, they didn't have cars and airplanes. 
Mm. Cars and airplanes make it easy to travel. And I want people to think about that, right? Imagine we had to walk everywhere. How are you going to walk to China from Tennessee? <laughs> they don't talk oh. You we can't even walk to uh <coughs> we can't even walk across the country that easily anymore. Yeah. Without facing mountains and right. valleys and bodies of water. Yeah. Yeah. Like so there's different obstacles when it comes to travel, right? So yeah, so God's basically telling the children of Israel. He will make the journey as easy as possible, mm-hmm. you know, when they for them to return to the promised land. He was telling them that he'll flatten the mountains, right? So they have to face, they don't have planes, they don't have cars. So yeah. he's gonna flatten the mountains for them. He will lift up the broad highway above the valleys so that the path is visible, straight and smooth. Nothing will get in the way of this grand gathering of God's people. God will enable a smooth return at every step of the way he isn't getting rid of the mountains he's just making the path smoother right he's in cutting off the 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 mountains he's just making the path easier right and that's the life application of that is you know uh other than you know there ain't no mountain high enough there ain't no valley low enough yeah right like the life application is you know no matter what mountains you're facing in life because we all have mountains Right. Jesus even said, you know, you'd be able to say that the mountain move and it will move. Right. So we're all going to face challenges that seem like mountains that seem too much to bear and too much to climb and just too mm-hmm. much for us. Right. But Jesus promised us in Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, you'll find rest for your souls. Right. If you come unto me. so. Mm-hmm. The way this is how God operates, man. So, and it goes back to like the Red Sea too. So, just like in times past, there's proof, you know, when the Israelites was traveling out of Egypt, they had to face the Red Sea. And what did God do? He made a way through the Red Sea, guys, through the Red Sea. And and think about how much easier it is for Him to do the Red Sea, you know, compared to a mountain, right? Like a a mountain, a mountain. I, feel, I don't know. That's debatable. Which one's harder? But either way, it's nothing for God, right? It's, it's easy for him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, God will make the mountains which seem to be impossible possible, right? And so this is the whole point of the lesson. Like, the whole point of Isaiah chapter 9 is talking about relationship with God. Like, that's one of the biggest points I want to focus on in this video, too, is, like, it's God is trying to reconnect his people back to him. He's trying to restore their relationship uh, back. To, you get you get what I'm saying. He's trying to restore Israel's relationship back to God. And the only way to do that is through Jesus, right? Jesus is the only one who, who was able to reconcile us and be our mediator and just give us the connection that we need to be with God. So that's why if we give Jesus our burdens, give him everything. We can have right relationship with God. We can have rest for our souls. We can we can get the strength that we need so we don't feel weary and burdened down. <clears throat> because no matter what mountains we face in life, you know, God will be our strength, right? He's there to help us. Did you have anything else, to, Justin, before I go anywhere else? Yeah, I like that. I like that you brought up that everyone's being reconciled with Jesus because, like, that really is 
that really that like Jesus said, his yoke is easy, and his burden is like like. There is no way. Gosh, I'm sorry. This, I'm just getting flooded with all these thoughts, thinking of how difficult it normally it would be for us to save ourselves. Because think of all the bad things you've done in your life. Do you really think like we can outweigh all the bad things we've done with good things? Like that'd be impossible. We're doing we're sinning all the time without even knowing it as well. But the fact that we have Jesus as a liaison, as someone who can testify for us as long as we believe in him, makes it incredibly easy. Like people are all like I hear the argument from non-believers all the time say, oh, I can't believe in a God who will like send us to hell. I think well, he makes it like so easy for us not to be sent to hell by believing in his son. Like it's before Jesus, it was so easy to like go onto a highway to hell. But now <laughs> we have, uh, but now because we have Jesus, like those ro- those mountains have been flattened into roads. Like his highways have been lifted up. God is providing a way for us to be reconnected with him. Yeah. Um, like it's, but he, he, he doesn't force us to go into it. Like that's why hell is always an option because it's our choice because God wants us to be, he doesn't want us to be autonomous. He wants us to be free will living creatures. But the fact that we have Jesus now does make things easier than we think it, than we actually realize. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, man, because, you know, I mentioned, you know, ain't no mountain high enough. Yeah. So focusing on that analogy, uh, nothing can keep, you know, you away from God, which we know Paul says something like that in Romans 8 at the end. You know, no angel, no, not death, nothing can keep you away from the love of God, right? And then nothing can keep you from what God has in store for you. So God said, you know, my highways shall be exalted in verse 11 in Isaiah 49. So the highways, you know, that led back to Israel from their captivity shall be exalted or, or raised. That's crazy. So God was saying he's going to make the travel easy. How the heck did they have highways in this time period? Why they got highways, right? So like, what what they got highways for? For horses? So I guess they would because, you know, <laughs> I guess they're trying to make a road, a path, you know. The show mm-hmm. where to go a little bit. They they would have to have something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's the whole point, man. God's ways are exalted. You know, His ways are higher and better, more beneficial, more rewarding than any way we could ever choose. And yeah. in life, there's two roads you can take, which goes back to my favorite, one of my favorite scripture verses, one of one of the first scripture verses I memorized, Matthew six. I mean, Matthew chapter seven, verse thirteen through fourteen. Jesus said, enter into the narrow gate for broad, wide, and easy is the way that leads to destruction, and many go by it, but narrow, straight, and difficult is the way that leads to life, and very few people find it, right? So you could take the broad way that leads to destruction to hell, so you get you could choose the highway to hell, because <laughs> there's highways in life. Life's a highway. Life is a highway. So like, this is why I want to call the video that. But I should just do another video just focusing on that. But I do like that. highway, right? And you got the hi- highway to hell, and then you got the high- highway to heaven, right? Stairway to, yeah. Was it stairway to heaven? Yeah, stairway to heaven. I was going to say that, but I want to stick with the highway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, 
the Lord's highway leads to eternal life. No mm -hmm. other highway leads to eternal life. It leads you to destruction. It leads you to pain and suffering and ruin. Will you still have to face pain, suffering, and ruin as a child of God? Yes, you will. But your burden will be lighter. It will be easier to bear because mm. God is holding your, he's holding on to, he is your strength. He will give you what you need in each and every single moment of life yeah. that you find yourself in this highway of life. So, yeah, this was also this highway example. You know, this verse 11 is talking about it represents the choices of somebody's life. So somebody's lifestyle. So uh, the goal should be to live in heaven, right? With the Lord forever to accept his way in order to get there. There's only one way to get there. And that's doing stuff his way through Jesus, man. So we talked about that before. But yeah, God's going to clear every single obstacle that keeps you from him. You know, he's going to clear every single obstacle that keeps you from having a right relationship with him. This is where this is going at. It's talking about your relationship with God, man. Like, again, it keeps on coming back to that, right? Like, <laughs> like there's no great, God only cares about you, right? He cares about, he loves you. He wants, he, he wants what's best for you. Nobody else does. The stuff that you're seeking doesn't care about you, right? The person you're seeking doesn't care about you like God does, right? Mm. So God has cleared the way. He has took down all the mountains. He has filled the valleys. He has raised the highways. He has gave his only begotten son to die for you and, and to die for your sins so that you could know him. That is so crazy. Mm. He has already done it all. That's what verse 11 is talking yeah. about, man. Like, and John 3, 16 talks about it too, you know, for God so loved the Lord that he gave his only begotten son that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life, man. Like, that this verse is crazy, man. Did you have anything else that you want to add? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's um. Uh, I guess we um, we talked about it a little bit in the other video though as well. But mm -hmm. it's I like how this promise is not limited to a certain nation. Like we just got done talking about how um, in verse twelve, it's like people coming from afar, from the north, from the west, from all regions. Like that's, I feel like that just shows how much easier God has made it for us and Jesus by doing all the heavy lifting, because not only is it easy for us to do, it's easy for anybody to do. Yeah. Not to say like your journey of faith is going to be an easy thing. It's different for everybody. But the fact that it is open to everybody shows that God is concerned about everyone as well. Like he cares for each and every one of us. And that's why it's open to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we should go ahead and go to that next verse, man. Behold. Oh. Yeah. Behold. Because um, we, we just talked about it in the other study. And something you said triggered that for me. Yeah, man. I was, I was going to go there anyways. I was going it. Behold, these shall come from far and low. These from the north and from the west. And these from the land of Sinem. First of all, why? where's the east and west? That's what I want to know. Like, why does it just say north and west? I mean, yeah. I mean why is it? Where's the I mean, south and east? That's my yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess I, it still covers everything. Like, just with where Israel was positioned, I think a lot of major cities were based in the north and west. But I, I, I'm kind of second guessing myself, so I don't know if that's right or not. 
right. They are like on the, they're right where the ocean is. So yeah. like Egypt. Isn't the ocean to the, isn't the sea like to the east of them? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think that's I what it is. Yeah. But either way it goes, it's still talking about everywhere. Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just so people, it's just so people uh, come from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west, not just Jewish people. That's what it's basically saying. It didn't say just Jewish people will come. Mm-hmm. It said people from the north, from the west, and from Sinem. And Sinem, man, that's debatable. A lot of people don't know what Sinem is. Some some other versions of the Bible say Cyrene or Syrian. No. Yeah. Uh, but uh, other, no matter what it is talking about, it's talking about uh, basically talking about China. So the same distance that China is from Israel, that's what it's, it's saying. So it's basically saying just people from all over will come. So a few points that that was even on map places are known to God, and even from them he will gather his pilgrims. So like, yeah. And this another point was the Messiah doesn't just reach out to one group of people; he's trying to reach every group of people. Yes. So in Isaiah forty nine, what we're seeing is God has exalted his ways; he has made a way to him; he has made a way back to him; he has made a way to have to get to know him and he's inviting everybody who wants to come to come so no matter what idea no, you know no matter what the idea you know god will bring back captives from every conceivable place so no matter what you think who you think should come god's trying to reach everybody yeah so like the highway another analogy for highway is salvation like salvation is just not a transforming moment right? Salvation is a journey. So they're taking a trip on a flying rocket trip ship to Isaiah, like to Zion, to Israel. Like, you know, that is crazy. Like salvation is not a, some people think to be saved, all you need was that one moment. No, it's a journey. It's, it's something you got to continually do. Like you don't try to be saved continually. No, you just, uh, it's a journey. You're yeah. evolving and becoming more and more like Christ, right? That's what it's about, right? Growing in relationship and fellowship with him. That would cost you not to stay the same, to always continually change and to grow, right? And so, yeah, uh, there's so much with verse 12, but I want to point out, you know, believers come from all over the world, Jews or Gentiles will become the people of God. <coughs> the people will come from far away, you know, even to become people of God. So from the north, from the west, Cyrene, all that stuff. So when God opens the highway, it's not just for you or me. Oh, man. I t- a tornado happened. <laughs> I was so scared. I was looking at the verse on my laptop, and I accidentally like locked that into my phone. <laughs> I, when your phone fell, I went just like, just, just, this was me. I said... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i used to look up bible verses on my phone but then you told me every time i check it it makes my screen go blank so i laptop next to me and then i was like scrolling up and for whatever reason like hit my laptop and it just like flew into my phone yeah that's cool man that's funny though i'm gonna say this last part i'll let you go man like when god opens the highways people from all over will be given an opportunity to walk therein and to take this road to accept and choose this way. 
you know, the, the highway to heaven. So, all right, just did you have anything else, man? <clears throat> Verse 12 or 11? Oh, for, yeah, I feel like just both of those, though. It's like, um, and you kind of have to realize what, like, uh, the, like God is reaching out for, th that means, like, God's reaching for people who are in the valleys and the mountains. Like, um, like, it, I guess it seems easy for people to, like, accept God when they're in the valleys or when they're, like, going through tough stuff. But, like, it's also a challenge for, like, people to, for God to reach out to people who are in continuous mountains as well. Like if you think, if you want to take the analogy further, like mountains are usually very dry, barren places. They don't get a, like um, a lot of nourishment. There's not really, it's not like in the movies where it's like fauna and plants everywhere. It's like, sometimes it's just really barren and rocky. And like, sometimes that's what people's spiritual lives are about. But like God shows his love for us and that he's reaching out for people who don't really know that they need them yet as well. Their spiritual life is like barren. But I don't know. I just love that imagery that verse 11 and 12 paints is that not only is he making a path easy for us, like he's making that path easy for everybody. Like everyone can go on that spiritual journey to better themselves. And what you were saying as well, that's that's um, that's actually like called sanctification. Salvation is when we accept Jesus. It's that moment when we get saved. But as he said, like, that's not the stopping point. Like Paul was saying, like, our whole life after that is going to be a marathon and we have to keep running it. But we're being sanctified. We're becoming more like Jesus as we go on that journey. So it's like, um, yeah, like, that, that, man, that's, there's like so much to talk about that for now that these verses are about salvation though right now so i won't go too deep into it but yeah it's it's i think we forget how easy god actually makes it for us like we complain about all the hard stuff that we have to go through but man we have to realize how much harder it could be yeah you know i thought you said that to you these verses are talking about salvation one scripture verse people always point out with just this text in Second Corinthians chapter five, uh, verse twenty, and, and all the way to chapter six, verse two, uh, I got, I want to read it. I want to share my screen. Yeah, so we can read it together. I just let people see my notes. I don't, I don't really care today. I just show my hand. So my notes look like maybe some uh, preachers will recommend better outlines, <laughs> formats, and stuff. But all right, so. Uh, so the scripture verse is Saint Corinthians chapter five verse uh, twenty twenty, and then all the way to chapter six verse two. So it's just four verses. It says, "Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God." So all this Christian life is about being reconciled to God, right? For he hath made him to be sin for us. So we're reconciled to God because Jesus, right? He he was made sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we might be the righteousness of God in him. So thanks be to Jesus, we are the righteousness of God. We are approved by God. God sees us. God hears us. God wants to be around us because of that. Without Jesus, he wouldn't want anything to do with us, right? 
So we then as workers together with him beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. So don't take, don't, don't, this ain't a light thing. This ain't something minor, right? This is, this is everything. So we need to hold tight to this. Don't take advantage of this by sinning and everything like that. Why? For he has said, I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation, I have succored thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation, right? So I wanted to point that out to end off the video because you said that, you know, these, these verses really talk about uh, salvation or salvation. And that's so true because every day that we have is a day of salvation. It's a day to be saved, right? It's a day to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, that you're a sinner cut off from God, but God made a way for you to come to him. The way is through his son, Jesus Christ. This is the new covenant, right? So yeah. this is what we should be preaching. This is what we should be telling the, telling the world because this is the good news, man. Mm -hmm. People are in barren places. They're in desert places. And God can change that for them, right? Does that mean your life's just going to automatically be perfect? No. It just means that you're going to be positioned in the exact place that you're called to be. And God can help you to be content in whatever circumstance you should find yourself in. And he can be your joy, right? Mm -hmm. In whatever situation you find yourself in. So now it's the day of salvation. So now it's the time to be reconciled to God. So don't put it off any longer. This day won't last forever. So, you know, the mountains ain't going to always uh, come down or and the highways be exalted. This is not going to always happen. So you need to seize your moment, right? So whatever's keeping you in sin and darkness and rebellion, in rebellion, you can be set free uh, by Christ, you know, and through Christ, he can set you free. So yeah, if you put your faith in Christ, you are no longer in exile, you are in Christ. And if you are in Christ, it means his record of obedience is your record of obedience and his life is your life, his victory is your victory. So yeah, because he did it all for you man. He's your savior, man. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but yeah, did you have anything else with that verse? Because that verse actually uh, was in Isaiah 49 as well. Uh, that now it's the accepted time. Now it's the day of salvation. I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember that from uh, last week's passage in the Sunday school lesson, but I didn't, I didn't throw that, throw that out last week. Okay. That lesson. Yeah. yeah. I think he covered it well. All right, man. But yeah, man, 11 and 12, man. That, that that part was just crazy, man. Oh, something else I didn't get to say. Obviously, this text is talking about a, a greater exodus, a bigger exodus, yeah. like all together. Like, yeah. So it's not, Isaiah, yeah, is he writing about the return from Babylon for the Israelites? Of course. Is he, is he talking about the exodus from Egypt? Um, yeah, that's that's an exodus, but you yeah. know he ain't talking about that. But I mean, that was the exodus, right? So, but this this is talking about a greater exodus when the servant. So this whole the Isaiah chapter forty nine verse one through thirteen was the servant song, and it's talking about the servant's work and the result that because of Jesus' sacrifice, it led to the forgiveness of sins, the right relationship with God through the death of His Son, right? So mm -hmm. this exodus led to us having a great relationship with God and also led to us being able to, to reign with him and be with him forever. So this is what verse 11 and 12 talk about in all Isaiah 49. Like, it's so much with Isaiah 49, man. Like, the more we talk about it, like, the more I can, like, I'm starting to, like, 
throw stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, man. How you how you like this video? Video, you good? That was a good one, man. I yeah. It always amazes me how much we can pull out of a couple of verses. Like we we did a half an hour study on just two verses, and I I think yeah, like these verses are a good one to have a lesson about. Like it's you can pull in so much about what kind of person, what kind of being God is, or what kind of being Jesus is from those two verses. I think that's amazing testament mm-hmm. to that character, right. You said you wanted to say something earlier, uh, but you didn't want to uh, go off rails, kind of. Do you remember? Or uh, it was for the previous study, right? No, it was it was for this one. You were talking about verse twelve, and you're saying, uh, "And did I?" Yeah, you were saying like you could say more, but you'll just save it for another time. You said like there's, there's oh more. yeah, yeah. I I think it was because no, I think it was like um. I I had a lot to say about sanctification, but I was thinking that's like a, that's not quite where these verses were leading. I think these verses were leading more into like salvation. So okay. like I didn't say much about the sanctification. All right, all right, well, all right. Well, yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm good with this video, man. If you are, oh yeah, yeah, we hit on what everything. So all right, guys, uh, I gotta do the protocol like normal. So y'all just. This is the thing you do when you have a YouTube channel and everything. So subscribe to all my social media pages. I'm streaming from my YouTube channel. Uh, this video will also be on my podcast. So I'm on every podcast platform, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Chromecast, you name it. All right. So subscribe, like, comment, share, especially if this video bless you. I know it did, man. So share my ministry, please. Uh, my name is Sean Christopher Jenkins. So be friend me on my Facebook and LinkedIn page. So this is my Facebook right here. Uh, you can also uh, befriend Justin as well on Facebook. All right, and then his YouTube channel right here is Chaplain Logs. Again, that's my YouTube channel right here, Upload Past Crossroad. And guys, I've done a lot of Sunday school lessons, so this ties in with my Sunday school lessons because we currently we're going through Isaiah forty nine uh, in the, these in these coming weeks and this week and everything. So yeah, and then also Isaiah forty nine, you, you can see all our ser- all my sermons, Bible studies, and discussions with Justin and animations I'm going to be doing in the future all on here about Isaiah 49. Uh, so my Snap, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Trevor Don't Last, Instagram. All right, so you guys get it. These are all my other social media pages. I post a lot of great content. You you guys will want to check that out. All right, so I'm, I'm going to keep it short this time, man. So you guys know what to do. Uh, like, comment, and share your thoughts on this video. I pray that it blessed your soul because these verses were a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. And we just had to share it, man, because wait till we do verse four, guys. Because verse four was awesome. Mm-hmm. But all right, guys, I pray that everybody's doing amazing. Again, I tested <laughs> positive for COVID. And I I'm really not the sick. I've just been talking. That's yeah. what talk, so. This is your second study tonight. Yeah. You talked yeah. like an hour before this. So right. <laughs> so I'm good, guys. Y'all just pray for me just in case. Cause those are famous last words of everybody. No. <laughs> I'm good. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. You guys have a great weekend and have fun in your in your studies on in the Bible, but especially if you're in the book of Isaiah like we are. So peace mm-hmm. out. Talk to you guys later. Y'all stay blessed.